What's up, everybody? This is Tom Johnston back for another edition of Talk Time with Tom. And, you know, I've appreciated people listening and such. And today's today's show is going to be more so a different subject. I'm going to get into basically kind of leadership. You know, what defines a leader who are some predominant uh, leaders in society today? You know, th- this can be from like actual businessmen to athletic figures that have predominantly shown uh, their leadership uh, skills throughout their entire career. But um, before I get any further, you know, I always would like to say that the Talk Time with Tom podcast is now available on Anchor. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public. As always, I appreciate the listeners. If you'd like me to discuss a particular topic on an upcoming podcast, feel free to inbox me on social media. And I know that I've given out my uh, handles before for both Instagram and Twitter. They're both the same, at T underscore Johnston 96. And uh, Facebook is basically Tom Johnson. I have a professional page uh, along with a personal page. But, you know, today, let's just get right into it. You know, um, what, what defines a leader? You know, um, I, I, would, I would say that there's a lot of things that define a leader because whenever you talk about what a leader is, you know, you, you want to break that down into several categories, but Here's the biggest one of them all. Here's what I truly think resembles leader is a person that leads by example that shows that they as a single individual can go above and beyond by themselves and push them beyond their limits. And there's plenty of reasons why I say that, you know, um, a lot of people think that they can lead and I'm not saying that people can't lead, but what I guess I'm trying to say is, is that, You know, people think that being a leader, you know, a lot of people, they want to be a leader because they feel like being a leader is being someone that's in charge. And while that may be true in certain circumstances, leaders are not always in charge. Leaders tend to just lead a group of individuals, but not by bossing them around, but by showing them that they are leading by example. You know, for example, you know, a great leader is going to be a leader that can, you know, lead a group of people by communicating and not essentially, you know, telling them what to do. Like, for example, if you look in it, like I'm just going to give out examples here. If you look in a in a kitchen, you know, a commercial kitchen in a restaurant, you could classify the head chef, the chef or the executive chef as the leader. And here's why, because more often than not, the head chef or the chef or executive chef, they know how to operate every single station that is in that kitchen because they did it in culinary school and they probably did it at a few restaurants before becoming a head chef. They have cooks under them learning how to man the kitchen and stuff like that. But, you know, those chefs, they they know how to communicate, you know, how long on the meats, how long on you know, the, the salads, how long on the garnish, you know, um, they even lead dishwashers. You know, I've had some chefs that have gotten under my uh, skin, you know, a couple times. And uh, this was way back when, when, you know, I uh, really wasn't doing a great job. And, you know, they got under me saying, you know, hey, man, 
believe it or not, whether you want to admit to it, this kitchen is going to move at the pace that the dishwasher moves because you're in charge of all the silverware. You're in charge of making sure that all the utensils that we use in this kitchen are clean and sanitized. So however great of a job you do is going to dictate how great of a job everyone else does, you know, um, and, and believe it or not, you know, they're right and stuff like that. You know, that that's just like, you know, uh, quite frankly, that's probably the best example I can honestly think of for a couple different reasons. For one, I mean, let's be realistic. Chefs know how to man the entire kitchen, whether you're a, a male chef or a female chef. With all due respect to every single chef out there, you all know how to really propel a kitchen and chefs can have a very stressful job because you can be putting up with individuals that might have an attitude that day and you know it's already stressful enough that you know someone might have say not made a pickle right you know they might have not made the pickle juice right or might not have cut the cucumber the right way to make a pickle but you know that that could hold you back in serving certain dishes because something wasn't done. And I know that speak that speaking from experience with a lot of chefs, whenever, you know, they get a uh whenever they get a uh in a situation where food wasn't done right, they're not happy. Because let's put it this way, okay, in in a commercial kitchen, whenever you're working in a restaurant, okay, chefs are literally responsible for everything. The f- they, they get the last look at a, every food that there is. So in all honesty, you know, if the food isn't up to par, it comes back on the chef. You want to know why the chef's in charge of the menu. It comes back on the chef first before it comes back on the cook because the chef is supposed to know what looks medium rare versus what looks rare and what looks well done on a steak. I mean... You know, I'm just I'm just a big meat guy with steaks and ribeyes, and I know that a ribeye is a steak. J- just to clarify that, but that that's what I mean. Though is is like you know, it, it, the chef is the true leader because it's up to the chef to teach the cook how to learn, so that that cook can become a better cook. No matter how much they are going to be in the kitchen for, the chef's job is to teach the cook how to man that station how to be organized. Chefs are always clean and organized. They know how to do stuff. I mean, if you think about it, chefs are predominantly leaders. You know, they they might be bossy every so often because I've had a few chefs that are bossy. I can understand that because some chefs have a tough job. But whenever you look at the whole landscape and everything of their job, it's um it's not an easy job, you know. Not everyone's meant to be a chef. It's very physically demanding. It's a lot of long hours. You know, you're there from early morning to you know dinner dinner uh, service until like eight or nine o'clock. And you know, at the end of the day, it's it's very tough. You know, um, I I've worked under some great chefs. In fact, one of the former chefs that I worked under, his name's Derek Stevens. He now owns his own restaurant. But that's after actually working for a bunch of different restaurants, per se, uh, in, in a time span. You know, he's worked at a five-star restaurant before. He, he's worked at probably multiple five-star restaurants and all that stuff. I mean, he has worked at some of the places you wouldn't even think of 
And like this, this man where he's been to in his background, you know, I honestly commend him for being a chef. You know, it's just, it's, it's not that easy to be a chef, but you know, at the same time though, it, it is what it is. You know, uh, chefs have a job to do and their job is to take care of it. But, um, you know, it's getting back to what a leader is. You know, a leader is someone that, you know, really leads by example. And like I said before, they don't really boss you around. You know, leaders are supposed to show you how to lead by example. You know, for example, I'm in a mentoring, I'm in a mentorship uh, program right now. It's more of like a mentoring partner uh, fellowship program where like, I am being mentored in certain aspects about how to properly, you know, allocate your finances, how to really budget and really, you know, tell your money where to go. You know, believe it or not, some people think that, you know, by them just uh, spending money that they're telling their money where to go. And that's not the case, you know, um. It's like I, I've heard some some predominant leaders in my organization tell me, you don't just overpay on a car payment. You don't just accidentally overpay on a mortgage. You don't overpay on student loans or credit card debt because those are debts that if you don't control them, they're going to control you. And that that's truly, quite frankly, a focus here is, is you know, leaders show by example how to really get out of debt, how to really like lead by example and show that, you know, hey, you know, I'm not saying that you're me, but what I'm saying though is, is that if you take these life lessons and adapt them in life to your specific way and find a skill set that fits you, you're going to get better results. That's what leaders are. Most leaders, most people think that a leader is in charge of power. And let me just tell you something. Whenever you put leader and power in the same sentence, it doesn't go right because let's be realistic. In corporate America and everything, uh, most leaders like the position that they lead because it gives them power of authority. They don't like to lead because they realize that a true leader is going to take responsibility for how a group or a specific team or organization is performing. And that's what a true leader would do. They they would step up to the plate and realize that, you know, realize, you know, that, hey, if this organization isn't doing so well, well, it could also be the people in it, but it can also be the people at the top of it too. People that just, they, they don't know essentially what they might be getting out of the ordeal or they don't know how to lead or they just, they, they like the position of authority but they really just don't want to take responsibility for someone else's actions. And that's where I think that being a leader is kind of, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the word right now, but uh, it'll probably come to me. But I think people, you know, miscategorize being a leader as someone in power because leaders aren't always the ones in power. Le- leaders just, leaders try to actually not have a lot of power. They just try to just say, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. And I'm not going to say that you're you're me or I'm you, but what I'm here to say is, is that I apply these principles in my daily life. And, you know, not to sugarcoat it, but they are really making a difference in my life. For example, some predominant leaders that I know in my life have gotten out of debt before they were like in their 30s, and they've been out of debt for quite some time. Um... 
And not not only just like they're out of debt, but you know, they really have taken control in their finances because they tell their money where to go, they set up a budget, and they essentially, you know, they they really like to uplift other people and show them that they are worthy of success if you just change your mindset. Because le- leaders, that that's exactly what they do. They change their mindset. Because let's be realistic. If you're not a leader, you, you are technically considered a follower because you're going to follow a leader. But at some point, you're also going to want to break off at some point and say, I'm done following the leader. I want to become a leader now because, quite frankly, I got the I I've disciplined myself to do this and to do that. Leaders discipline themselves. Leaders are very organized, and you know, if I'm honest with you, I wouldn't consider bosses at your job as leaders because, quite frankly, some of them are probably not organized. Um. I'm just saying that out of an abundance of caution because let's be realistic, the vast majority of leaders are not organized. The leaders that I know are organized because they, they quite frankly, like have everything patted down. They they know whenever they're going to tell their time where to go and stuff like that. But there's a lot of other leaders that I know that they, they just, they do not have uh, really the, the say-so in a lot of stuff. But um. You know, a lot of people just presumably like to take on the leadership role because of the power. They like to tell people what to do, and it makes them feel good because I get to tell this person what to do. But if that person were to presume a mishap, that person that was once leading them just doesn't want to step in that position because I don't want to take the blame or partial blame at that for what this individual just did. You know, I, I'd rather just boss them around, but I'd rather just not take the responsibility that I need to do to uh, to do something. And to be honest with you, I mean, that's just that that's not what a true leader does. You know, I, I, I like to I like to accommodate leaders into plenty of different aspects. You know, you have your athletic uh, sports leaders, your athlete leaders, you know, leaders of a team, you know, captains are usually the team leaders. Some leaders are the coaches, you know, the coaches are responsible for how a team performs, how the execution is, how well they practice. There's all different types of leaders, but I feel as if, and it's just my own humbled opinion. I feel as if, you know, there might be different levels of leaders, but there are only a small few people that, you know, really take leadership to the next level and exemplify what a leader does. You know, for a prime example, uh, in the introductory uh, podcast that I did a while back, I had told people that I had worked as a intramural sports official up at Penn State. And while I was doing that, uh, I had, you know, just, I, I told people that, Hey, you know, listen, you know, uh, a lot of people in the room and the upper management thought that I was a great leader because I would always show up on time to this day. I'm classified as a leader still because I show up on time and by on time, I probably mean like 30 to an hour and 30 before I actually should show up, but it shows people that you take being on time seriously. Here's a key note about broadcasting, whether you're a sports broadcaster or whether you are 
not a sports broadcaster, butcher in like broadcast journalism is, is that in broadcasting, on time is early in, or early is on time, on time is late. And I, I carry that mojo with me every single day because at the end of the day, I'd rather show someone that I'm on time and that not only am I on time, but I arrive early because I'm making sure that I'm prepared. I'm making sure that I'm a very punctual individual, that I take stuff very seriously. Because allow me to tell you this is leaders take stuff seriously. They take it to heart when their organizations are not doing up to par, but they hold people that might be quote unquote below them in a different title accountable just as much as they hold themselves. Because, you know, let's put it this way, okay? Just because a whole organization might fail or a team might fail doesn't necessarily mean 100% of the blame goes on the person that's at the top because sometimes it's the people that are down below the chain that uh, that aren't at the top that really should take accountability for their actions. Some people that just don't do their job, they just don't want to be there. And, you know, that that's a problem because, you know, let's be honest. There are, there are great leaders out there that deserve a lot of great things, and yet some people in the organization, their work ethic just isn't up to par, and it makes them as a team feel, you know, that it makes them as a team look bad because you're not pulling your weight. You know, um, I, I have a very good mentor of mine. His name's Brandon Bartoldi, and uh I really like his analogy that he used at a at a meeting one time, and he talked about it like a football team. You know, there are 11 men on the field at once on both offense and defense on a football team. The quarterback, yes, the quarterback leads the charge by calling audibles, by making sure that they know which receiver they're going to. They know what the defense looks like. They know if they need to audible or change something. But, like, let's put it this way. It's up to the running back to know what kind of defense is being called, what kind of defense the their quarterback's looking at, because what happens if the running back has to pick up the blitz instead of actually go out there and run or go out there and catch? What happens if they have to pick up the blitz, but they don't pick it up and then the quarterback gets sacked? That's not on the quarterback. That's on the running back that didn't pick up the blitz. Kind of like your, you know, your offensive lineman. You know, you have five men on the offensive line. You know, you have two guards, two tackles, and then you have a center. Their job is to block the defensive lineman from getting to their quarterback. But if obviously, if one of them misses their assignment or doesn't do well at blocking, and one of the defensive linemen get in and they sack their quarterback, that 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 specific assignment that was blown is not on the quarterback. It is on the offensive lineman. But to get to my point is, is this. A pass by a quarterback doesn't get thrown to its receiver unless the offensive line's blocking and everyone else is picking up their man on coverage. And that's just a simple fact. You know, the, the, the play doesn't transpire unless all 11 men on that specific play contribute to their assignment. That's the same as a leader within an organization. You know, leaders, they are going to lead by example, but they're going to expect to, to teach people on how to become leaders because, you know, again, you know, people are going to lead. Yes, people are going to become leaders under them, 
but it's a matter of showing your current leader that, hey, you know, I, I want to take some load off of you and actually become a second leader on this team and, you know, actually, you know, make more productive and make better decisions. Leaders like to duplicate themselves. They, they like to, you know, show people that, hey, I'm leading by an example, but this is easy to do. Have you ever thought of maybe taking on a little bit more responsibility and going from here to here because it's going to help you grow professionally and personally? You know, leaders like to broaden their comfort zone because, you know, at the end of the day, here's how it really works is, is this. Whenever you are a leader, you go above and beyond because that's what leaders do. But you show that through self-discipline and by leading by example of how to get something done, that your job is, is you want it to be duplicated. That way you could show your team and your organization and those that aspire to be leaders, here's how I did it. Here's the philosophies and the methods that I used. Here's how I incorporated it. But someone else was a leader before I was. But here's the thing. I took on more responsibility. I chose to step foot in the right direction and make better choices. But my leaders before me, they also helped do the same thing. The only difference was, is I didn't exactly do exactly what they did. I just used what they taught me and created my own skill set. And then I became a leader myself. But I also want to show other people how to do it. That's what leaders are. You know, I I feel like, especially in the job industry, leaders take the power more to their head and be like, I'm the boss of you. I'm the boss of you. I'm the boss of you. I'm going to give you guys all this work that I should be doing. I'm just going to sit back and chillax. That's not a leader. That's more of a pushover. That that's more of a I'm just happy that I'm empowered. I'm I'm the authority here, and that you know you just have to listen to what I say, and I'm just gonna push my workload onto you. That way, I, I could get paid for quote unquote being a leader. But you're just doing all the work, and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Because let's be realistic, everyone can relate to that's how someone is in their job. You know, they they just are that kind of leader. But you know. Luckily, there's not a lot of people I know personally in my life. You know, I, I've been categorized as a leader, but allow me to get personal. I didn't think of myself as leader at first because I know I had the humanity to know that I didn't possess all the characteristics a leader has, but I was willing to learn what a leader possessed, you know, trait-wise. You know, leaders are organized, you know. They, they pretty much, they, they have everything separated. You know, their calendars might be filled, but their times are blocked out and stuff like that. Leaders are organized. You know, leaders are, you know, they, they are very punctual in a lot of sense. They, they like to, you know, tell people, you know, how to get stuff done, but in a professional manner, per se. You know, um, if I'm honest with people, you know... I, I enjoy being a leader. You know, um, I, I, I really do. I enjoy being a leader. It's something that I uh, take to heart uh, in a very good way because, you know, I, I feel as if, you know, if you can show people you can be a leader, then, you know, 
I, 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 I will be honest with you. Being a leader is going to, you know, it's going to make you a better person professionally and personally because you take it to heart how people are, but you want what's best for people. Because, see, here's the real thing is, is leaders see the true um, characteristics that a leader possesses in someone, and they just want to take them under their wing and mentor them and show them the way of how you can do this or how you can do that and uh, really try to just make someone's life a lot less complicated. You know, um, I I really feel as if people, they, they just kind of like to be in possession of power versus lead. And I've looked up the definition of leader. Here's what Google gives me from the dictionary is the person who leads or commands a group organization or country. Well, I, I can agree that can be a leader, but I also would have to say it would depend on the characteristics of how they go about leading themselves and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, here's the thing, you know, whenever it comes to a political leader, well, I'll tell you this much is, is whenever it comes to politics, uh, I'm going to just be honest with people. Whenever it comes to politics, don't look at a politician as a leader. Politicians, in my humble opinion, are they, – they kind of truly resemble what a person that has authority in a work environment does as a leader. They like to have their way only, and that's it. They like to just – you know, be in be in position of power, but they really just like to do all the wrong things. Prime example would be being a politician and making a whole list of campaign promises, and then just like saying "screw you," you know, uh, you're done. Uh, that that's not what a leader does. Uh, that that's more what a corrupt politician would do. But that that's not what a leader does. You know, leaders, you know. Let me exemplify this. Leaders often try to do stuff not their way, but what is the most efficient and effective way to do something. They want to get something done that's going to be, you know, like that doesn't take much time, but like they find a way to get stuff done in an efficient amount of time and stuff like that. You know, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Leaders don't compete. They they don't. You know, I know that some politicians, they will go back and forth. You know, I've been a part of, you know, some some kitchen environments where, like, chefs were really going head-to-head about, like, who was in more of command of the kitchen during that dinner rush? Like, like broski, like chief. I, I, I hate to disappoint you, but this ain't a competition about who can command the uh, kitchen the best. Like, <laughs> this this is not about that, you know. Leaders don't bicker about who did what better. Leaders are all about let's get the job done, but let's build other people to let them find a way to get the job done more efficiently. Leaders are big dreamers. You know, um, I, I actually like this one because leaders are big dreamers, but they put themselves in a position to push themselves outside of their comfort zone to show people 
I got the job done in this way, but now I'm ready to lead other people to go to this way, and I'm ready to command the ship. But they're dreaming big, and you know they're 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 long term thinkers. You know, um, I, I've I've been a part of so many people, uh, so so many companies where, you know, I I've had a leader that uh, I've had a boss that I would call a leader because they commanded the specific area that I worked. But, you know, they, they, they just, their mindset wasn't essentially long-term thinking. Their mindset was, I need to get these results for the company because the company's going to be looking at these results. And since I'm in charge, this is where it's going to go. And I'm sorry, but that ain't it, chief. Um, you know, they, um, they, uh, some people, I, I just look at them and I'm just like, I don't know how you got this job, but leaders don't just think of company goals. They actually don't even think of company goals. Leaders think of, you know, self, uh, self-minded self driven goals, but they also think of goals for the organization. You know, I, I know for like, um, for like it, in TV news, it's more of some of the sales executives, there are the account executives, they would look at it as how can I uh, not get the most money for the station, but how can I get the most advertising revenue to really bring out the most in what we do as a station or what we do as an organization? You know, how we can tell people's stories better, the platforms we can use and whatnot, and go from there. You know, um, leaders just, I, I think that there's a bigger difference between what people actually like to do as lead because about 90 plus percent of the people I know, uh, they, they like to, um, they like to be a leader solely because of the authority and the power that they get. And I, I'm going to just be honest with you. If I was ever put into a leadership role, which I kind of have been thrusted into leadership roles, I don't look at the power that I have over people. You know, whenever I was a, I I move, I upgraded uh, job wise from a uh, from a IM ref at Penn State to a, uh, I I wouldn't I I call it somewhat of a supervisor because I would uh, really look at officiating and what they're doing good and what they're doing wrong. I would keep time. I would keep track of the games and the score and everything. So it's like I would do all of that. I would be leading officials. I wasn't bossing officials around though. Oh, you did this wrong. Oh, you missed this. Oh, you missed that. I would, I would essentially coach an official and here's where you're better off standing because I can see that there are some calls you are missing that other teams are picking up on, and they're going to be upset at you if you start calling them just specifically against one team and not both, compared to both, because your job is to be as fair and balanced as possible. But I see where you're standing right now, and I feel as if you stand a little you know, more uh, intensified with like your hands on your knees and like you're really focused on the ball – you're going to show people some things and you're going to show people you can really take this off board. My my goal was to mentor refs into showing them here's how you can do stuff, but here's the thing, okay? Leaders constructively criticize, okay? They constructively criticize for two very important reasons. For one, 
Well, it's constructive criticism, and you see that you got the potential. You're just not positioning yourself in the right position yet. But two, it's because they've probably been there and they've done that, and like they're just giving you life advice on what they've experienced. And let's be realistic, okay? The vast majority of leaders don't like to be told that they're wrong. There's only so a small percent that is actually going to take uh, the constructive criticism to the next level and say, thank you for showing me this constructively, and I appreciate your input. I see where I went wrong, and here's where I'm going to go right. I mean, I mean, like, literally, that, that's literally what happened to me in some instances is, is, like, I used to work in a kitchen at first. I was a terrible dishwasher, and, and you know, I worked with my cousin and a few other people that showed me a compatible way to actually man the dish station. That way I can control it and it wouldn't control me. And whenever I implemented those changes, I can't tell you how more effective they made my shift because I was really on top of stuff and I was really able to move in a lot of different ways that I wasn't able to move before. And, you know, um, it, it's just... Leaders develop people skills. That that's a big one. That that is a big one to me because in order for you to in my humble opinion, in order for you to be a leader, you have to be a people person. Because what is involved with being a leader? Talking with people. What's involved with being a leader? Leading people via examples. But you have to be a people person. You know, um, at one point in my life, I actually wasn't a people person. I was a very shy kid. You know, I really just didn't, uh, I, I really just didn't put myself out there. And that's one of the reasons why I said going to college was actually more of a benefit for me than a non-benefit because I didn't know what to expect out of college, but I just couldn't just sit there and, and let a year go by and me be prepared for college because that just wasn't going to happen. What I had to do was I had to embrace the role that I'm going off to college and now I have to be a people person and stuff like that. And I'll be honest with you, like college and Penn State, like it brought out the best of me. It made me change because I realized that I needed to develop all this stuff or else I just wasn't going to be a great person. Like I just wasn't going to be a better individual. And that's something I realized about being a broadcaster is, is that, you know, no matter if you get to the top where you're at ESPN or not, there's always going to be someone that knows more than you, someone that probably is better than you, but someone that sees the uh, potential in you and just wants the best for you, and they're going to say it out of love. Sometimes leaders just have to hear it the way that someone's going to speak it to them. And at the end of the day, if people take offense to it, then they're not a true leader. I, I mean, leaders have to learn how to how to get the offensive mindset out of them. Like, I, I'm going to tell you this, okay? Leaders only listen to very few people for one reason and one reason only. They listen because those people have results that they want, and it's just like, okay, well, you actually have results. Like, you have fruit on the trees. This is what I want. Or, you know, they're just – they, they – uh, they, they've been there and they've done that. They, they might not necessarily have the results, but they show that they're willing to lead by example. If I'm honest with you, 
I just feel like a lot of leaders just take it to mind whenever they're told that they're wrong. People never want to be told that they're wrong. But let's put it this way, though. You don't want to be told that you're wrong, but you don't want to be told how to pay off a car loan sooner because some people can. They just choose not to because I just want to make the excuse to not pay off the loan quicker. I just want to make the excuse to not live a better life. But yet again, though, you'll want to be a leader. I personally enjoy being a leader because I love seeing people grow. I actually hate being a boss. Um, I actually hate having a boss. My, my goal in life is to not really have a boss all that long. You know, and uh, I, I, I'm very okay with being constructively criticized. I just pick and choose who to be constructively criticized by because there's one thing to be constructively criticized by someone that has no clue what they're talking about, and that's the vast majority of people compared to someone that actually has results or has been down the career path you want to be, you want to go down, but they've been there and they've done that. There's a big difference. And um, I don't think that a lot of people actually take the time out to really see the difference. They just like the power that they're involved in, you know, and uh, leadership is example. You know, um, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, leadership is by example, you know, how, how did I learn uh, how to become a shift supervisor and, you know, manage IM intramural games at Penn State? I went under the wing of other individuals that have either worked there and that still do or have moved up a couple positions, but they are there. That is what I did. You know, allow me to say this, you know, I I realize that, you know, being a leader comes of being a young person that's willing to take on responsibility. And by that, I mean, you know, certain people, they they just, they're in their 20s, they just want to have fun in their 20s. Not saying that there's nothing wrong with having fun in your 20s, because trust me, we all have been there, we've all done that. It's really a matter of, you know... There's a time to have fun, but then there's a time to be serious. And I just think that in some instances, you know, not everyone essentially wants to become serious. They they just, they kind of like the prolonged stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, it could come back to bite you. It could come back to not bite you. But, um, you know, leaders are appreciative, you know, and uh, I, I'll I'll say this, you know, Leaders, and here's where I would go with this, leaders are appreciative because they see people that they are mentoring that are eager and hungry to learn more. They are eager and hungry to push themselves more because they see that their leaders above them are doing that and that those people are leading by example and thus they want to carry on that tradition and be that same individual. And I think that in the long scope, you know, there are a lot of characteristics. I mean, if you took a look at everyone that's in a leadership position right now at, at, in their job, they are more worried about the power that they have versus no power at all. And the thing is, is this leaders, they don't like having power. 
they they'd actually prefer to not have power at all because I know as a prime example, I don't like having power. I just like showing people how to win in life. I, I like showing people how to grow in life. I like showing people how to change their mindset in life to get different results. That's what I like to do. I, I don't like to show people that I got power and you don't. I prefer not to have power. You want me to tell you why? Because as a leader or whatever, uh, if you if you show that you're more concerned about the power, people under you are going to sense that and are not going to be a part want to be a part of that because they're going to say this person got power. This person is just happy that they got the power to tell me to do this, to do that, and they they're just they're they're happy that they have that. People can sense that. And I don't think people understand that, hey, you know, it, it's fine and dandy you have power, but what are your intentions with that power? You know, to go, to go into a couple athletic leaders that I think are exemplified leaders on their that, that were on their team. Now, these two, one, unfortunately, is no longer on this earth, and that's Kobe Bryant. But um, I, I'll be honest with you this. Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant have, um, they, they have shown that they are leaders. They, they have shown that um, uh, they go above and beyond. Notice how every single team Kobe Bryant and Derek Jeter were a part of. Now, give Grant, they, they, they show leaders because they had longevity at their teams. Kobe Bryant was an L.A. Laker all of his career. Derek Jeter was a New York Yankee all of his career. They showed that by leading by an example and saying that I'm willing to do this and to do that to become a leader. Their careers were Hall of Fame producing careers. The difference is, is this. They led by example with their teammates because they didn't say, oh, I'm a captain and I have all the power. It was more of, let me lead by example and do this and do that. And if it resonates with people, it's going to resonate. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, it, it just it, it ain't going to be uh, Mr. Special here. But... I like how Kobe would lead by example with his with the L.A. Lakers because Kobe would lead the charge in the game. My team's down. I'm going to be the leader, and I'm going to score the most points. Not to say that I'm better than people, but to say that I'm going to lead the scoring tonight to lead by example to be like, well, if my team's down, my team might be down, but I'm not. Derek Jeter led the New York Yankees in a magnitude of ways. He led with a Hall of Fame career. He led by leading by an example, but he led his teammates by showing them that, you know, am I the captain? Yes. But there's a difference between just being the captain and, uh, you know, actually leading by an example. What do I like? What do I don't like? What do I think you can improve on? What do I think you can't improve on? All of that. 
And, you know, here, here's the thing. I, I really could go on and on, but I kind of just think I'm overlapping here a bit and stuff. Leaders, ultimately, they take the responsibility, but they also hold others accountable for their actions because not every single thing not every single action is on the leader. It's sometimes within the organization. And, you know, hey, so, sometimes that, that really needs to happen. You know, sometimes people just, they really need to humble themselves. They they really need to show people that, hey, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to be a leader, that's all fine and dandy. Here's the only problem is, is this is what leaders do. This is how leaders go about, you know, doing this and doing that. If you really can't develop the people skills, if you really can't manage to do this or to do that, I don't recommend you being a leader because let's put it this way. That's not how a leader operates. A leader is a people person, but a leader is someone that shows how to get stuff done. I have a few leaders in my life that have really shown me a lot in the past year. And if I'm honest with you, I'm thankful that they've done it. I, I really am because I, as a young stud in this world, have shown that I have the humanity to know that I don't know it all, but I'm willing to learn it all. And you see, here's the thing, okay? You know, you you can classify a captain as a leader. That That's great and all, but... um. I, I would classify a leader in sports as someone that, you know, uh, can go all the way, can really lead the fire in their team. Some leaders that I think of besides Derek Jeter, and, and this is sports-wise, but some people that I think of that are uh, leaders besides Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant are guys like Buster Posey, catcher of the San Francisco Giants. Um, you know, he he's he's been a San Francisco Giant for uh, a a while, and uh, I like the way he leads. He's a catcher, and uh, he does what he needs to do to to um really lead by example. You know, whenever he used to play with the Boston Red Sox, uh, I look at Kevin Euclid as a leader because he did a lot. Same with Dustin Pedroia; they led by examples. One great football leader I can categorize myself, uh, well, not categorize myself, but one football, one NFL football player that I think was a great leader was Troy Polamalu because he led by example. He donate, he he uh, volunteered his time in the community. He did a lot of that stuff, and he still led on the field by showing people he was one of the best safeties in the game. That's being a leader. You know, Sidney Crosby, I think, is one of the best leaders in, uh, in in the NHL. He's constantly showing why he is the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins, but he's constantly showing why he's a winner. You know, he constantly leads by example on how to get the job done scoring-wise, and he also leads by example of how to, uh, how, how to really do something. How how to get stuff done in the community? How to how to lead by an example and how to show guys how to improve their game? That's being a leader. He's also a people person too. Uh, this guy's actually a great one. This is a guy that I consider a leader um, in the game of baseball, and that's Albert Pujols. You know, uh, he takes a lot of young guys under his wing and mentors them on their swing and stuff. I mean, 
Albert Pouls, if I'm honest with you, he has one of the absolute sweetest swings in all of baseball. His swing, like not his stance or anything, but the ease of his swing reminds me of like a Ken Griffey Jr. where like it's so like yet easy, but like it's so magnificent at the same time. It's like effortless. And, um, you know, just the way Albert Pujols played his career, you know, even in both leagues, but then even, you know, back in the National League with the Dodgers currently, you know, he's taken on a little bit of a diminished role, but he's willing to lead other players on the Dodgers. Mike Trout's a leader for the Angels. I'm naming these guys, but here's the reason why I'm naming them. It's not because of the careers that they've had. It's because in a lot of ways, they are true leaders. They lead by example. They they hold themselves accountable to their mistakes and you know, they, they lead their team. They they say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it and go from there and stuff like that. But before we leave, you know, I know I kind of blambled on about what, what qualifies as a leader. You know, uh, the, the next podcast I'm going to do, it's about uplifting, you know, and, and it's going to probably, I'm going to try to actually get it out of the way tomorrow or Friday for that matter, but definitely tomorrow for for the most, it's going to be about, you know, uplifting people and how to go about uplifting people and, and more so it's not really about uplifting people. It's about how to uplift yourself, how to change your mindset about certain things in life and how to really find a way to, you know, just live a better life, you know, do, do that stuff. But uh, that's going to be on a future podcast. That's not going to be today. It's probably going to be uh, tomorrow or that's going to be on um on Friday but uh you know here, here's another here's a here's a great leader that I want to exemplify in the NFL he's no longer in the NFL but when he did play I absolutely admired him Peyton Manning because he defines what a leader has you know and uh he he was very up tempo he led all the offenses he was on he could call plays he could do the whole 9 yards he uh, held players accountable besides himself, and that's really what made him who he was. And uh, Peyton Manning, I salute you uh, for a career that you've had that, quite frankly, you know, really can never uh, kind of be replaced in a sense. But um, overall, you know, uh, I, I really do. But there, there are... A couple leaders that, and, and out of all the leaders I just named in sports, the top three that I would pick are Kobe Bryant, Derek Jeter, and Peyton Manning. And here's why: they've all led respectively in their in their uh, sport. They are first ballot Hall of Famers, but they found a way to get stuff done on and off the the their courts, their fields, their arenas and whatnot they found a way to get stuff done because i'm gonna leave you with this line leaders don't find excuses leaders find ways to get stuff done and i feel like that's a big proponent of a leader they don't find excuses they find ways to get stuff done 
That's going to do it for this edition of Talk Time with Tom. I greatly appreciate the listeners and stuff. Uh, we're growing an audience a bit, but, um, you know, I, I realize I probably have a lot more work to do. Uh, my goal is to get my audience up over the course of this year and get it uh, exponentially growing and stuff like that. You know, I, w- I would encourage some uh, females to really listen into this podcast, you know, and, uh, you know, I just strictly don't want this to be an all-male predominant podcast. I know the last time I looked, which was a couple days ago, that, um, you know, it, it was basically showing the demographics that, uh, you know, it was basically all males watching or listening to this, and I kind of prefer it to be a mixture. But uh, that's going to do it. You know, Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cup finals are tonight, the Lightning and the uh, Canadians. I haven't heard anything of that game being canceled or postponed, even though that uh, there is a hurricane moving close to the Tampa Bay area and whatnot. But um, the Lightning are up 3-1 to one in that series. Montreal took a game on a home ice in overtime. I don't expect that to be the future, but that's whatever it is. I believe that the game is played tonight that Tampa Bay is going to win. Uh, and stuff like that. But uh, once again, that's going to do it for this edition of Talk Time with Tom. I greatly appreciate uh, the content that's being put out. I am really going to strive better to put out more and better content. Um, you know, it's it's been a while since, you know, I've actually been producing podcasts, but I like the way that producing podcasts makes me feel. It makes me feel like I'm being productive. It makes me feel as if I'm actually accomplishing something and uh you know so but that's gonna do it for this edition so i greatly appreciate you all for listening providing some vital feedback and you know hope you guys have a blessed day uh you know continue to stay healthy wear your mask if you feel safe and comfortable doing that uh if you're vaccinated that's also fine and dandy but um overall You know, I hope you all have a great Wednesday, and I will see you back here. I am going to make it a priority to have it done tomorrow, the next podcast. So thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you all back here tomorrow for a Thursday podcast. I am going to make that the priority. But this is Tom Johnston, and we are out.